Please listen carefully. Hello, welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. And I'm Santiago Montalvo. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Santiago. Hey, John. How's it going? Going pretty well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. As of recording, the weather's a little gloomy, but, you know, we'll, we'll grin and bear through it. Yeah, hopefully by the time this comes out, we're, you know, either in the midst of a snowstorm or full-blown spring and not this kind of in-between stuff that we've been getting lately, so. Exactly. But that, that's the future. Today, we're going to talk about the Code of Ethics, everyone's favorite subject. Uh, specifically, we're going to go over some updated interpretations of Article 1 of the Code of Ethics. So we'll start with honest treatment of all parties, which was revised in November of 2022. So the hypothetical goes like this. As the exclusive agent of client, Realtor B offer client's house for sale, advertising it as being located near public transportation stop. Prospect who explained that his daily schedule made it necessary for him to have a house near the public transportation stop, was shown client's property, liked it, and made a deposit. Two days later, Realtor B read a notice that the transportation running near client's house was being discontinued. He informed Prospect of this, and Prospect responded that he was no longer interested in client's house since the availability of public transportation was essential to him. Realtor B informed client and recommended that prospect's deposit be returned. Client reluctantly complied with Realtor B's recommendation, but then they went and complained to the Association of Realtors that Realtor B had not faithfully protected and promoted his interests, that after prospect had expressed his willingness to buy, Realtor B should not have made a disclosure that killed the sale since the point actually was not of major importance. The new transportation route he showed would put a stop within six blocks of the property. In a hearing before a hearing panel of the Association's Professional Standards Committee, Realtor B explained that in advertising clients' property, the fact that a transportation stop was less than a block from the property had been prominently featured. He also made the point that Prospect, in consulting with him, had emphasized that Prospect's physical disability necessitated a home near a transportation stop. Thus, in his judgment, the change in routing materially changed the characteristics of the property in the eyes of the prospective buyer, and he felt under his obligation to give honest treatment to all parties in the transaction. So, therefore, he should inform prospect, and that in doing so, he was not violating his obligation to his client. The hearing panel concluded that Realtor B had not violated Article 1, but had acted properly under both the spirit and the letter of the Code of Ethics. The panel noted that the decision to refund prospect's deposit was made by the seller, even though the listing broker, Realtor B, had suggested that it was only fair due to the change in circumstances. Well, that was an interesting one, wouldn't you say? No. I would indeed. Very interesting. Well, now let's shift to another one. Promotion of client interest, also updated on November 2022. Client gave an exclusive listing on a house to Realtor B stating that he thought 399 k would be a fair price for the property. Realtor B agreed, and the house was listed at that price in a 90-day listing contract. 
Booker B advertised the house without response, showing it to a few prospective buyers who lost interest once they learned the price. In a sales meeting in his office, Realtor B discussed the property, advised his associates that client had insisted on the list price, and it was now clear that it was overpriced since there had been few showings and no offers. After six weeks had gone by without a word from Realtor B, Klein called Realtor B's office without identifying himself. He then described the property and asked if the firm was still offering it for sale. The response he received from one of Realtor B's non-member associates was, yes, it's still on the market. After some additional conversation, the associate told client that she had heard at a sales meeting that the price was too high, so it wasn't getting much activity. The associate then asked if client would be interested in some other similar properties, which were listed at lower prices. Client wrote to the Association of Realtors complaining of Realtor B's action, charging failure to promote and protect the client's interest by Realtor B's failure to advise the client of his judgment that the price agreed upon in the listing contract was excessive, and by Realtor B's failure to actively seek a buyer. In a hearing on the complaint before a hearing panel of the Association's Professional Standards Committee, Realtor B's response was that client had emphatically insisted that he wanted $399,000 for the property, that by advertising and showing the property, he had made a diligent effort to attract a buyer at that price, that in receiving almost no response to this effort, he was obliged to conclude that the house would not sell at the listed price, that in view of the client's attitude at the time of listing, he felt it would be useless to attempt to get client's agreement to lower the listed price. So, as you can probably imagine, the hearing panel concluded that Realtor B was in violation of Article 1, that he had been unfaithful in his obligations and not advising his client of his conclusion that the property was overpriced based on the response to his initial sales efforts, and in withholding his best efforts to bring about a sale of the property in the interest of his client. Stay tuned for more case interpretations like these in the future. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Law and Ethics section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2023. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. <laughs>